0: what's up everybody what's up all my kings and all my queens all those who are in between hello my name is mama welcome to mama knows anime podcast i am here to do a special 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 valentine's day episode for you all so for all you valentine's day lovers all you valentine's day haters it's okay because i have an episode for everyone and this episode 1l or colin if you may know him um will not be here today he had to do some work duties so here i am filling in for him and i but don't worry today's episode is gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome we're going to play a really great game today and we may also get into a throwback throw it back so stay tuned and stick around let's get the show on the road all right so all of you know about the wonderful game well before i get into that this is mama knows anime podcast thank you for all of those who are just now tuning in and have not heard this podcast before thank you for all those who are returning you know i love you you are my friend because you are making me just happy by being here and talking about anime with you all so today i have a special gay friendly episode for you all it's a special game that i like to call tap that ring that or scratch that oh mm, well, that was a little rough but anyway this is based off of the nostalgic game that we all know and we all love fu- i'll bleep it out later marry or kill and just because i don't want to keep cursing on this podcast um, I am going to say tap that and because I don't want to kill any of my anime boys Why would I kill them? They're all so nice and sweet. Well, not nice, but they're all so hot So instead of killing them, I'm just gonna just scratch them off the list. So thus tap that ring that or Scratch that the BL boys love edition This is for all the people out there who wish anime men were real and human men had bodies just like anime men, but they don't. But oh, what a time that would be. A time when men were kind, and their voices were soft, and a song was exciting. That is how I feel every time I think about it. But before we venture on and keep on singing Les Mes, let's get this started. Yeah. For this Valentine's Day episode, I will pull three names out of a hat of very attractive sexy men who I shall play the game of tap that, ring that, or scratch that with. And when I draw these names, I have to make a decision on who I will do what to. So, drumroll please. Oh, some names are falling out. I may choose those names as the first round. So, we we have. Oh Lord, I forgot who, who's this. Oh, your oh, Izumi Shinichi, Yuki Soma. Oh God, this is already hard. And Haru Soma. Oh my God, really? So this is Izumi Shinichi from Parasite versus Yuki Soma. And then there's Haru Sama, both from Fruits Basket. Oh my God, this is already hard. Okay, so Izumi Shinchi from Parasite is at first he is he's kind of like two characters because at first he's super meek and shy and super like cute and adorable because he is so shy, and he eventually becomes this. Super jock with no feelings or emotions because he has a parasite in his hand and he all of his emotions are being ripped away pretty much. Um, so from the beginning, he's adorable, he is cute, he's all kawaii. Oh, kako- oh, he's more all kawaii. Um, but throughout the series, he turns into this jock, he's ripped, he's getting muscle, he's like so a he's effable, let's say that, he is, has all these arms, he's jumping buildings, he's like a daredevil, he's turning me on, thinking about it, hot damn, okay, so he turns into from kawaii Ne to Kakoine. so, um, that's Izumi Shinchi, oh, yuki Soma. so Yuki is adorable, it's Prince Yuki from, um, Fruits Basket, he is the, his cursed animal is the rat, and he is very adorable. He has, I respect him so much because of all of his, the things he's been through and how he's actually trying and actively trying to better himself thanks to Toru. And then there's Haru Soma, which <laughs> Haru who, I love Haru. His personality is very hot and cold, black and white, is what they refer to it in the anime. It's very spicy and then it's very mellow. He's really sweet with his words when he wants to be, but he's also like the Gemini he is, just very, I'm gonna fight you now and beat you up because I want to, don't talk to my man. He's just super hot at the same time. To be honest, I am going to say, hmm, who are we going to tap, okay. Um, So, Well, honestly, if I put a ring on it, we're going to tap all night and day and every day, every weekend, so we can keep on tapping forever. What I'm going to do, knowing that, is Izumi Shinchi, I will tap. Harusoma, I shall put a ring on. And Yukisoma, I will have to scratch. I'm sorry, like, I really do respect Yuki. Look now. I really respect Yuki. He's awesome. But he's just not my type. And he's too, 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 like, sensitive in, in his feelings for me. So I will have to scratch him. I will go out and have a drink with him, be friends with him, and help him be get over his past. But that's about it. Haru, I will marry in a heartbeat. He is... So kind he is so nice He also has a flip side, so he has the perfect package for me, which is really Nice and kind one minute, but then really rough and rocky and spicy and feisty the next which adds some flavor to the dish You got to have your sweet and your salty put that together you get haru soma and I Love it, I want it. Also, the arms are, ooh, those arms. And then for Shinchi, I would just tap him. Just tap him all night, call it a day. He's cool, we can be friends, but I would just tap him and I have to like marry Haru because he is my, he's my man, he's my man. Um, but yeah, so that's round one of tap that, ring that, or scratch that. We'll see how the next round goes. Because that was fun, but that was tough. Tough to debate on what to do with all those beautiful men. Mm. The next round we have. Drumroll, please. That was a little dramatic, but it'll do. Oh my god. Nine from Terror and Resonance. Um. Yuri Kotsky from the wonderful, wonderful Yuri on Ice and, oh, Colonel Roy Mustang. Oh, God, that's a combination. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, first of all, let me remember which one is nine because I honestly can't remember. But if you haven't seen Terror in Resonance, it's really awesome. It's made by the MAPPA, who are the producers of Kakegurui, um, Banana Fish, and Yuri on Ice. It just deals with... A completely different plot line from all of those. It deals with pretty much two boys who were raised in a really corrupt um not even a foster home, really corrupt um what do you call it? Um orphanage that was funded by the government and they were performed as they were performed experiments on and And now these boys with that government facility being shut down, now these boys have grown up into teenagers and are trying to create um, all these domestic terrorist crimes on Tokyo without really killing anyone to show the world what they have been through. It's very interesting and very entertaining. I actually love this show. It moved me to tears I wasn't even expecting it to move me into tears. And this is one of the first shows I've ever binged and, like, finished in two days because it was so awesome. Um, oh, that's nine. Okay, so nine is the the mysterious looking one. Okay, so 11 is the short one. Got it. Okay. So nine, the mysterious one. Colonel Roy Must... Hmm. Mr. Colonel Roy Mustang. And Yuri Katsuki. This is hard. All right. Ooh. Well, first of all, considering Colonel Roy Mustang was known as a player and the series, marrying him may not really happen because he is known to be a hoe. Um, Yurdy Kotsky is so adorable, oh, Yurdy, oh, Yurdy. Come on, guys, Yurdy on ice, that is like so adorable. Who wouldn't marry that? And Well, I mean, valid, he is already, <sighs> Engaged <clears throat> He's engaged But it's, it's okay It's okay Because This is a game And we'll just say that Victor is he, They're taking they, they, They're they in an open marriage right now They decided to test things out Test the waters They tow in the In the pool of fun You know They, they dip and they toe in the pool of fun So we'll say that for now And then there's Nine, who is mysterious, who is analytical, who is pretty much the brains behind the whole operations of the domestic terrorists thing that's going on, or Sphinx is what they call themselves in the the anime. So I'm going to have to say I will have Colonel Roy Mustang tap the (laughs) (laughs) hell out of me. Because it's Colonel Roy Mustang. First of all before I even go on may I need I need I remind you of Those herbs that were presented to us in the middle of the series whenever he was Whooping lust's ass like How his pretty much his whole uniform was practically burnt off and you got a glimpse of those abs holy god when i saw that i was like okay we're gonna pause the tv right now yes we're going to admire this yes it's getting hot in here mm. all right resume the tv play actually never mind Re- let's rewind yes honey yes keep on rewinding i was i was another i was in another world with those abs okay But when I saw Colonel Roy Mustang and how ripped he was, I was like, daddy, take me now. So I'm going to let him take me now. I'm going to let him take me now and do all the things he wants to me now. So Colonel Roy Mustang, you are going to be tap, 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 tapped. And Yudikotsky, I'm going to put a ring on you because you're my boy. You are so sweet. You are so nice and cute and adorable. Oh, God. I just want to be like the person, even though Victor already done this. But if Victor wasn't around, I would have been the person to be like, no, Yuri, you are kind, you is sweet, and you is sexy as hell. Don't ever forget that. Now go out there and skate on that ring, boy. Go out there and skate till your heart's content and make me proud. I would have so done that in a heartbeat. And nine, we're going to scratch because I, I really respect nine. I love him, but I mean, over Colonel Roy Mustang and Yuri uh uh-uh, uh, no, he's going to be scratched. So it ends with Colonel Roy Mustang being tapped, Yurikotsky being ringed, and uh, um, nine being scratched. So this is entertaining. Oh, so who is going to be next? On The tap that ring that and scratch that. I'm curious actually, out of those um, three, Yurdy Kotsky, Colonel Roy Mustang, and nine, who would have you done what to? Who would have been your ring? Who would have been your tap? Who would have been your scratch off the list? Curious if you actually have one in mind, please leave a comment below. Please hit me up on my through my. Please contact me through my website in those messages and we can talk about this, cause I am curious myself. All right. So. mm. Ooh, I can hear the wedding bells right now. Mm. So, next round, drum roll. Yeah, yeah, all that dramatic stuff. We have. Mm. Ren Amaki. Ren Amaki. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Um, Yato from Noragami. Oh, wow, Yato, I haven't seen you in a minute. Oh, and Hiro Shishigami. Okay, first of all, if none of you have seen Hiro... I'm not seeing Hiro. If none of you have seen Inuyashiki, it is amazing it's also from the creators it's also from Mappa, who are the creators of Terran and Resonance, Banana Fish, Yori on Ice, all those things as well it is also made from MAPA who are which is actually one of my favorite studios of all time because they are so brilliant and versatile in everything they do and have great animation and Hiro Shishigami from Inuyashiki Oh, he's one of my favorite characters. He has such depth to him. He is definitely the epitome of an anti-hero. Like, granted, he started off as hella antagonist. Pretty much, he he had issues. I'm not gonna lie. The minute he got his cyborg powers, he used them for evil and killed innocent people just because... He wanted to because he had dark desires he really wanted just to kill and anyone who he didn't care about which was pretty much anyone who wasn't his family or close friends he didn't care about them he saw them as unimportant to his future or to him so anyone who he saw as unimportant he didn't mind killing he had no heart about it so this anime really showed and it, it actually showed a character with mental problems like it wasn't the fact that this character was just, ha, he, he wanted to kill all of humanity just because of money or he, it was like a mission he was given to by the God himself. No, it was that the fact that he actually had mental issues and dark desires and he with these new powers he was given, he was given a choice to use them to be a hero Or to use them to kill and he chose the path to kill because he had so many dark desires and actual problems and I just love this anime so much because it tells us it just shows us the importance of mental health it shows us why it's so important to actually have people who are there for you and keep in mind Hiro did have people who are there for him it's just he he just really had issues he had issues, he was selfish, he he has some dark things going on inside of his mind. And with those cyborg powers, he was able to release them. However, he's on my list because I respect him so much as a person. And also he's super hot. Granted, if he tapped me, he would probably tap me, choke me, strangle me, kill me, cut me up, put my body in a river. But at least it would be a good time, right? Right? Yeah, probably not. But, um, let me look up who Rin Amaki is because that is fading fleeing my mind. Rin Amaki. Oh, okay. Him, okay. How'd I forget him? Renamaki is one of the legendary heroes from Rising of the Shield Hero, Tate no Yusha no Nadiagari, which is Japanese for Rising of the Shield Hero. He is actually the sword hero who was very selfish, who wanted to do things only his way. He was not a team player. Um, He was a lot better than a spear hero. I respect him out of all the other heroes because the arrow or crossbow, whatever the hell he was, hero, um, was just naive and wanted to do his own thing. The spear hero was just ignorant and stupid. Like, God, he just was so ignorant and naive. And then we had the, um, sword hero who was selfish as well as the rest of them but he at least whenever there was a problem that happened that Naofumi had to fix when Naofumi stated it was his fault he would actually think about it and actually think about taking the blame and owning up to his actions whereas the others didn't want to own up to their actions he actually from the he actually whenever Naofumi confessed what happened between him and, I can't remember her name right now, but for lack of better words, which is also her alternative name, Bitch. Whenever Naofumi had that thing between him and Bitch, he actually, Ren actually wanted to believe him. However, he didn't because he wanted to listen to everybody else. So he didn't, he didn't really have a mind of his own, but he actually was the one who was wanting to believe and now fool me a little more than the rest of the heroes. So I respect Ren a lot. So he was was he selfish? Yes, he was. So out of all of these people, who would I choose for my um tap ring and Mary's? I mean scratches. Okay, honestly, so here's what's going to happen. Yato from Noragami loved him. He was a sweet guy. He actually had a past. He had things going on in his life, but he really did care for the people he loved and he really did everything he can to protect the people he loved despite his path and despite people knowing none of the other gods really recognized him as a true god. So Yato, you the man. I'm going to ring you. I am going to put a ring on it or you can put a ring on me however you want to work it. Um, and he's a god, so you know how that works. Like that's eternal life right there. Um, that's some fortune right there. He knows he knows the god of fortune. He can bless me with some money. He can bless us with some money, okay? Because right now a boy is struggling. I need some money. Um, and then we have Ren Amaki. I am going to scratch you. So that means Hiro, I will tap you until day's end. And possibly die Yato ring that and scratch that would be Ren Amaki because he didn't believe Naofumi full-heartedly Naofumi is the real hero so now let's go on to the next round so I may do just five or six rounds Not think about it so the fourth round is oh god I'm glad I looked them up. So, 11 from Terror in Resonance. Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan. Ooh. And. Oh god. Thorfinn from Vinland Saga. God. Okay, so for further reference, I am 22. I honestly don't know how old Thorfinn is, but when I made this list, I was assuming he was like 18, 20 years old, but I honestly don't think he is. So we're going to just say out of assumption, Thorfinn has grown up. We're in the second season now. He is older, more mature. He grows into character development. He's now like 20 years old after all that craziness happened. So that way we won't have legal legalities come into play. And yeah, all right. Actually, this is pretty simple. No, it's not, because Levi is super hot and he has edge and he's feisty and that's really great in the bedroom. Meanwhile, Eleven, I could not see being great in bed, but he's super awesome and adorable and super caring. Eleven from Terran residence Resonance was more of the outgoing one, the one that was more happy-go-lucky, kind of naive at the same time. Levi, we all know Levi. Levi from Attack on Titan, that boy would whoop some ass. If you ever got into a fight, if you were his partner, he would probably slit their throats for you. If they were a Titan, he would still slit their throats for you. That boy is yours. And I really respect Levi as a person. Huge character development, especially what we've seen in the last season. Huge character development. Oh my God, Levi, my heart. Super badass. And Thorfinn from Vinland Saga, great character. However, between episodes like 9 and 24 of Vinland Saga, he really got on my nerves and was such a little bitch. I was just like, oh my God, dude, let this go. Oh my God, it has been seven years and you're still hunting this guy down when your father didn't want you to do it in the first place. Oh my gosh. So, pretty straightforward. I am going to tap Levi because, mm, homeboy on the surface is very mysterious and stern but i guarantee you in the bedroom mm, those attack on titan powers come in really handy i mean also there's a lot of Dojinchi no out there that proves it too um 11 will be ringed because he's just so kind and sweet and he'll be ringed and also out of all these of all the choices i'm not going to tap him because he'll be like Probably not so great in bed. And I'm not gonna scratch him because he's too nice to be scratched. Thorfinn, though I'm gonna scratch because dude has issues. So Levi will be tapped. Thor- I mean, 11 is going to be ring on and Thorfinn will be scratched. All right. So leave a comment below or in the comment section on what would you think would happen? Well, now, let me rephrase that. Leave a comment in the comment section or DM me on what would you do to those three. Now, round five, we have, oh joy. Greed. Oh. Greed from Full Metal Alchemist. Damn, what's about the Full Metal Alchemist characters? Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. God, I think I actually put everybody up there now. There can't be no one else from Full Metal Alchemist. And. Akitana! Akitoru! Obi! Obi from Fire Force! Yikes, that's kind of tough. Mmm, that's really tough. Mmm. You know, okay, so Greed actually, yes, he was sort of an antagonist because he was a homunculus. However, he actually did have a good heart for his comrades and his men, despite what Fuera Bradley was trying to do to him. He really did have a good heart for his comrades and his men, and he did everything he could to protect them, and I really respect that in him. Edward Elric is... That's that's my boy, that's Edward. He's, come on, you know? Super stubborn, super feisty and angry when someone calls him short or someone doesn't recognize him as a state alchemist versus his brother. Super, like outgoing, super like willing to protect the people he loves. I mean, he's a Taurus after all. I really respect Edward And then there's Obi from Fire Force, who is super outgoing. I mean, he created this special unit number eight just because he wanted to save people and figure out the reason why fires were being started randomly in Japan, why this was happening, because he wanted to save the world. Obi has a huge heart, and he works out so hard. Oh, my God, those muscles. Have you seen those muscles? Like... I'm not gonna lie if this was a tap ring tap that ring that scratch that edition of the fire force characters between hinawa obi and Shina I would mm, mm, I would tap no 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 I would tap the hell out of hinawa who's the lieutenant I'm um, not the lieutenant the cr- the lieutenant yeah I was right the lieutenant of the fire force special unit aid I would tap mm, hinawa because Oh, there's something about his stern personality just makes me think that he will be great in bed. And then, um, Shinro Kusakabe, I would have to scratch because I feel like he's too young. But Obi, I would marry him in a heartbeat. He's so awesome, and if we're married, we can tap all day and night long. So Obi, I will put a ring on that. Edward, I would. Have to tap Mm, hold it greed would probably be a better tap. Hold on No, because Edward is short Edward is short. So he's used to being ridiculed for his size all his life So I guarantee you when it comes to the bedroom that boy will bring it just to prove that he is not small So I will tap Edward Elric. I will Ring Obi from Fire Force, and I will have to scratch greed. That is my final answer. Lock it in and decide. Bam. All right. So this has been going on for a while. It's been really fun, but I'm going to have to call it an end to this game after this next round. <sighs> Drumroll, please. Who will it be? Ah, oh, my boy. Ah. Oh, my baby. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have gone another round. Oh. So, Ash Lynx from Banana Fish, my baby. Shiro Emia from Fade Stay Night, who's Okay. And oh, my other child, but not as nowhere near as great as Ash. Haruka Nanisa from Free. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, I'm gonna marry Ash. I'm just, I, I can't just leave him on the side. I care too much about that child. Damn, he is 17, isn't he? Oh god, he comes off as like 25. All right, well, for lack of better words, we're gonna assume he's older. I would marry that child. I would marry that man. Just so he could know that someone cares about him. That he is loved. That he is important. That he is kind. That he is sweet. That he is sexy as hell. I would so marry that so he would just know how worthy he is. How important he is. Because he... I'm not even going to talk about, I'm not even going to talk about banana fish right now Oh god, I'm going to watch that later on tonight with a friend who's never seen it actually And we're at episode 9 right now, which is when um, things get really rough And a specific someone starts to, um, well a specific someone is um, deceased That's all I'm going to say, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone but for those of you who have seen banana fish, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, it was, that was a very tragic moment. <clears throat> very tragic moment when he goes away. <sighs> We're not going to talk about that. But um, anyway, Ash links. I will marry him. No doubt about it. Marry, 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 marry. Put a ring on that. Call it for life. Engage forever. Boom um shiro emiya i have no care in the world for to be honest i feel like his character in fate stay night was just wrenched in the process wrenched into the process i feel like literally the story could his storyline could have been way better like honestly he the story could have probably existed without him because he for some reason because he i'm gonna go on a rant he was given the most powerful, powerful um, servant of the whole entire servant class, Saber. However, he was a weak mage. He didn't really grow that much as a mage. And then Fate Stay Night tried to push Saber into having a love interest with Shiro. And by the way, No saber is noble she is a queen she is a knight she rules the land she is seen at for, She is admired for her nobility and for her fighting presence we're not she's not supposed to be in some high school love drama who do you think she is that's not how that's supposed to work one of the reasons why i didn't like shiro was because of that like no you just wrenched that in and then you just Threw him in there with no story. It's just, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But I'm just going to scratch Shiro Emiya. I have no care in the world for him at all. And Haru from Free Iwatobi Swim Club. Yes, I will tap. I will tap. I will tap. If Ash Lynx wasn't in the picture, I would probably marry. But Ash Lynx is my baby. He's my baby. I can't leave him on the side. I made a promise, I made a promise I have 25 posters around me because of it too And the figures, which were expensive But you know what, he's my baby And Haru, I will tap you until day's end Even though you're probably shy and meek at first The first time we tap will probably be very boring and plain But you know what, after we get the kinks in After we get you accustomed You'd probably be an animal A maniac And I want to see that That is one thing I am especially turned on and guys about is seeing that calm, shy, reserved exterior turn into a maniac in the bedroom. All right, now that you know a lot about my life, probably a little too much, more than you wanted to know, let's move on to the next subject, which will be a mama throws it back. Throw it back. Segment. All right. So we're not going to throw it back too far. Well, we're gonna throw it back to an anime I <laughs> just got to watching and actually finished because I, I loved it more than I thought I would. The saga of Tanya the Evil. So when I first saw this, when I first saw the cover art, the title cover of this anime, I wasn't intrigued because I thought that the, she looked Tanya the co- the girl on the cover looked weird, she looked very alienetic and evil and I thought that this was going to be some weird version of Helsing, and I'm going to have to like prepare myself for crazy amounts of blood and gore and gut spewing everywhere but after watching it I was like oh first episode this is actually pretty dope um, so what the saga of Tanya the evil is about it is about this man who was a simple salary man um, he All he did was actually no. He was was a simple salary man, but he was very by the book. He was very stern. He was very strict to his employees because he was also a boss. So he fired a lot of people um, and he gave them matter of fact reasons. Like it wasn't like if someone begged for their jobs, he was like, why would you beg for your job back? You did nothing. You did no work. Or you did with slack off. I don't hire slackers. Like he was that kind of person. Like he was like the Olivier Myrda Armstrong of the company. Like no hold back, curtness, um, high expectations, nothing held back. So one day on his way home from work, he actually was pushed into pushed in front of a running train, and. You know, as you would suspect, you know, someone gets pushed onto the tracks of an oncoming train, they would be murdered on the spot by the train. However, time stopped for him and he was reincarnated by God um, as this little girl, but in a completely different time. Like, I'm talking... It, t- it took place maybe like maybe 200 years ago before his time, reincarnated as a little girl, who was a mage. So she was her powers um, were given to were shown at around the age of nine, and she had excellent powers. She was a rank mage, and she was so great that she decided to join the military and use her powers for good. And this is her name was Tanya. So. She joins the military, rises in ranks, and becomes a major in the two hundred in her own special battalion unit, the two hundred third mage battalion unit. Unit, I think that's what it was called, and she becomes her own mage at the age of nine. And the reason why is because she still has the brain of that man. So this man is still very well aware of who he was in his past and who he is now. It's just that he is now in the form of a little girl. So it really wasn't reincarnation, it was more, um, um. it was more like Isekai pretty much, just thrown into another world. So throughout this whole entire series, Tanya, who's this little girl as a major, is bent on getting her revenge on God for turning her into a little girl, belittling her, and doing this, doing all of this just so she can praise God and worship God and see God as a great and powerful being. Because from the beginning, and even still towards the end of the series, he never really saw God as a great and powerful being. He just saw God as an image. He didn't believe in God. So God was like, I'm going to make you believe in me. And turned him into this little girl and made sure that the only way he can use his mage powers was by praying to a cross. And so the whole series is pretty much her surviving this war as a mage. Surviving, I'm doing all, like, pretty much surviving this war as a mage. Fighting in the army that she is in. And battling other battalions all while hoping one day to get her revenge on being X. Who is quote-unquote god so it's a really great anime super good action scenes really great animations too like especially whenever they're mages and they she has her own battalion unit and they're flying through the city of something that is very similar looking to germany and they fl- they're flying through it all the buildings the cgi is really good and it's not too much cgi like um knights of Sidonia or whatever other netflix show that that came ajin it was um more like still animation mixed in with cgi super beautiful it came out in 2017 so it's still relatively new only three years old and it is also featured on isekai quartet as one of the four isekai worlds that came in together as one world so it's actually a pretty popular anime because of that well not because of that but you can tell that because of that you can tell that From that, it's a popular anime. Um, But I really recommend um, Legend of Tanya's... Legend... ah, The Saga of Tanya the Evil. I would honestly give it an 8 golden stars out of 10. Just because it's super awesome. I'm not going to give it a 9 or 10 because it didn't completely wow me and tell me like oh my god this is the best anime of all time but it has a super great storyline super great plot maybe when season two comes out i can give it a nine out of ten but right now i'm gonna give it a strong eight maybe eight and a half out of ten but yeah really do watch it i enjoy it a lot check it out the saga of tanya the evil and also the opener is really catchy and fun and funky well not funky it's more edm-y but really fun and catchy okay let me stop alright so there is just enough time to do one more segment probably one of my favorite segments that I have because astrology is my wheelhouse and that is my astrology and anime zodiac day madness well I need come up with a better title. It's zodiac time, bitches. Astrology, bitch. Okay, so my zodiac anime choice of today will be a character from a very, 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 very famous anime that has sold already more manga in January than it has of this year than it has all of last year, and this made a lot sold a lot of manga last year. And that is Demon Slayer who will I choose from Demon Slayer you all know him you love him I am going to be doing a zodiac and astrology reading on Tanjiro Kamado because he's awesome with that being said let's look into some things about Tanjiro so um, we all know Tanjiro is very intelligent all right he's very intelligent and he is known for his empathy he's always putting himself before others and a lot of times is thinking his using his heart over rationale um and we all remember that scene the famous scene um in the first episode um, when Tanjiro's little sister Nezuko, Nezuko, was turned into a demon and Tanjiro protected her from being killed by the demon slayer, um, Tomioka. And you, Tomioka, um, even asked why is he protecting this demon? And Tanjiro is like, because it is my sister. That's why. And it just goes to show that Tanjiro even saw Nezuko as his sister after he after she became a demon. He didn't care about her being a demon. And not only that, but he even developed a very clever strategy to trick you, a very professional and trained demon slayer, into thinking he was doing a full-on attack when he was really planning a distraction the whole time. And the catch is that he knew he would probably get killed. Tanjiro knew he was probably going to get killed using this strategy. But he still put all his cards on the table to protect his sister wonderful scene beautiful scene great great story just in that one episode oh my god so you know he's intelligent for doing that and he's also very empathetic for doing that um another highlight of Tanjuro, probably one of my favorite scenes is when he was fighting Kyogai which is the drum demon and you know who I'm talking about the da 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 demon uh <laughs> and he refused um during this fight scene when he was fighting kyogai he, Tanjiro, so the house, the room he was in, with every drum beat, every time the kyogai hit a drum that was attached to him, and he had probably around five or six drums that were attached to him, every time he would hit one, the room would spin in a different direction. And then he would hit a specific one out of those five that would charge an attack and it was a huge attack that could have slashed tanjuro in half. So, think about it. He has four different drums that turn the room in different angles and directions, and then he has one drum that makes an attack. And he is syncopating these drums, these drum movements enough to like make the whole room flip in different angles and directions and try to throw tanjuro off. However, tanjuro was as I said, intelligent. My boy, he was one step ahead, figuring out the pattern that Kyogai was going off of, figuring out what drum go with what direction the room was spinning. And not only that, but he, the whole entire time, papers, these manuscripts were flying everywhere. And not once did Tanjiro step on those manuscripts. Those manuscripts were manuscripts that Kyogai before he became a demon, made himself, and put his heart and soul into. This surprised the uh, demon moon, Kyogai, because no one ever complimented or even cared about his work. But here comes Tanjuro in a spinning room where the papers are flying everywhere, intentionally reading Kyogai, oh, no, my bad, intentionally evading Kyogai's work. And it's just breathtaking. And of course, Tanjiro did kill the demon, but he did compliment him saying his work and blood demon art was admirable. Tanjiro has a very kind heart to, to actually be intentionally evading all the hundreds of papers that were flying everywhere while the room was spinning, while attacks were being blown at him, while slashes were trying to slash him in half. He was still evading those attacks, I mean, evading those papers he has a heart of gold and he still complimented him on his work and his demon art after the whole fight was over it was beautiful it was breathtaking and even to the demons that tanjiro eliminates um they see him as a very kind-hearted person uh besides kibutsuji but that's a different story um But yeah Tanjiro is a heart of gold and the reason why I love Demon Slayer is because it shows it shows that Tanjiro is so empathetic to everyone even the demons who are trying to kill him and it shows why these people became demons and it actually empathizes with the demons granted they're still killing people and they have to be killed but it kind of like victimizes them not victimized but empathizes with them in a way to where you can see why they do what they do it's brilliant it's beautiful one of my favorite favorite fight scenes of all time in a series simply because it was so engaging and the animation was oh my god it was sheer ingenuity that went into revolving that room so vividly it was mind-blowing Um, And also mad props to Tanjiro for cracking the code to that drum direction sequence, evading the blows, the deadly blows, intentionally not stepping on the manuscripts, all while still fighting Kyogai and making a plot on how to kill him. My boy is a master tactician, okay? So, so Safari Tanjiro is giving off some cancer sort of Leo vibes um, because he's empathetic. He is loyal and very strategic. The only thing that makes him stray away from the Leo part is that he is a bit hesitant to make a decision. In the beginning of the series, um, what was his name? Uruk- Urukodaki, that was it. Urukodaki even said it, he lacked resolve. His teacher said he lacked resolve. There is an enemy staring him dead in the face, but he refuses to kill it. That's why. That's where I'm thinking his cancer is coming in. Maybe a cancer moon because of their strong empathetic um skills. However, Tanjiro does have the ambition and the tenacity of a fire sign, like Leo, Sagittarius, Aries. You know, um. And whenever he was training to become a demon slayer, my boy was so determined through all of his tests. And to be honest, if, um, Udo urokodaki told me to slice through a boulder i'd be like bitch let me see you do it i would still like try to figure out a way to do it but tell me to slice through a boulder with a sword i'd be like hold on i want to see some action from you (laughs) is this possible but let alone spending years trying to figure out how to get this blade to slice through a two-ton piece of rock That just won't happening for me. But this is why Tanjiro gets the award for like most ambitious in my book because he figured out ways to, he figured out a way to slice through that boulder after spending years on figuring out how to slice through that boulder. That is ambition. That's all I'm going to say, okay? So with that being said, can you guess Tanjiro's astrological placements? Here's my verdict. I am going to say full-on heart-fledged his son is in cancer also if you look up online he is a cancer son so it makes sense the 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 writers when they made these characters astrology signs they actually knew what they were doing because he is a cancer full and through i'm going to also say his moon is in cancer and he has a capricorn rising why i say this sun and moon cancer at the end of the day has way too much heart and empathy to be anything else having your son sign in cancer is probably the most empathetic and intuitive placement you can have and just like tanjiro cancer sons are always there to help out those who they love even if it means hurting themselves or avoiding a pain that they have in the long run um and then you have his cancer moon which is r- the ruling planet for cancer which just makes him even more of a teddy bear more empathetic it just makes him so- more softy um, and which is no wonder why he's always empathizing with every demon he's about to behead. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to kill you because you've done some stupid, stu- you done some stupid shit. He's like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm also going to empathize with you as well. So let me chop your head off, but I will also tell you and compliment you how great your de- blood demon art is. <laughs> it's, that's such a cancer thing to do. I'm going to stab you and make sure you die, but first... Let me empathize with you. Tell me your story. Let me be Oprah for you. (laughs) Um, But yeah. And um, thankfully, though, his training has allowed him to make firm decisions and kill the demons while still empathizing with them. Um, And you also probably remember the episode when Tanjuro and the gang were battling Susumoru, who stated Kibutsuji's true name. And how bloody that turned out. Out to be after kibutsuji just literally massacred her a loyal servant of her of his just for telling his true identity for saying master kibutsuji or lord kibutsuji and the demons who sign a pact with him like make a promise to never ever say his true name or re- reveal his identity which is just vanity on his end but they make a pact to never state his true name so here comes the The girl with the balls that... The deadly balls. I can't remember what they're called. But her name is Susamaru. Susamaru. Her name is Susamaru. And she says his true name. And she gets massacred for it. And Tanjiro, after witnessing that, he was so pissed to see how Kibutsuji treated his own servants. And even empathized with the demon and her tamari that's what's called tamari he um empathized with the demon and her tamari they were trying to rip his head off as a trophy he empathized with both of them after being massacred by kibutsuji and even the tamari with the voice of a child was crying for his mommy Susama, susamaru before it faded away and crying out loud tanjiro tanjiro, tanjiro empathized with the ball he empathized with the tamari ball. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you cancer, I don't know what will. Um, so one more thing is his Capricorn rising. So I believe there's a Capricorn rising because of his patience and endurance. Capricorn rising natives are known to be very, 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 very hard workers. However, they work at a slow and steady wins the race kind of pace. And also, don't think you can outwit a Capricorn Rising when it comes to puzzles. They are intelligent, they are super observant, and practical. They know how to analyze, but not too much. Not like not like us Virgos, you know? And just they just do it just enough to think outside the box and not get lost in confusion. That was definitely tanju in that revolving room with Kyogai. Also If you want to get into physical features, Capricorn rising natives are known to have bright, uplifting smiles and very welcoming eyes. And that's actually one of Tanjiro's greatest physical features that he was actually complimented on in the show for. Um, Everyone always said, wow, your eyes are so beautiful and welcoming. Oh, your eyes are so calm. Oh, your eyes are so... Welcoming. They all said that. Like a lot of people said that throughout the series. Also, Capricorn risings have some killer eyebrows. Let me tell you, I have some friends who are Capricorn risings and Capricorns. They got eyebrows on fleek. And just saying, our our boy Tanjiro has the brows that can cut. Like I didn't even notice this until like maybe episode twelve, and I was looking at his face, and I was like, damn. That close-up, though. Them eyebrows, though. Ooh, get it, my boy. Get it. So, yeah. So, with all that being said, my astrology reading for Tanjiro would be... My reading for Tanjiro would be in order... If he wants to really defeat Kibutsuji and save his sister, I say he has the heart for it. He definitely has the heart for it. He definitely has the drive for it. Tanjiro, you have the drive for it. Definitely with your Capricorn rising. It's just, you need to gather your strength. You need to keep on gaining strength and growing stronger and not acting out of emotion Um, whenever you see Kibutsuji, Because the boy is strong. That man is crazy strong. Like episode 245 was ridiculous. That man, it's heartless strong brutal and cruel and tanjiro is still not ready for it tanjiro you are not ready i just don't want you to act out of emotion and try to go after him when he kills someone you love um when you are so unprepared so unprepared that's my advice for you um use your capricorn skills to keep on moving on keep on powering on moving forward rocking it because otherwise you're gonna get killed so quickly. But that's my astrology reading for today for Tanjiro Kamado from Demon Slayer or famously known as Kimetsu no Yaiba. Now, with that being said, I'm about to get off. We've been up here for an hour. It has been real. It has been good. It has been real good. I love you all. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow my channel um, on com. You can just click on the link in the top podcast and it will take you to the podcast homepage and you can follow it from there so you will never miss another episode. Please also, if you um, don't want to do all that work, you can definitely go on Spotify, find Mama Knows Anime Podcast on Spotify. Mama with... Three M's in the whole title. So M-A-M-M-A, Knows Anime. So Mama Knows Anime Podcast on Spotify. And you can follow me through there so you will never miss another episode. Check out the blog on mamannowsanime.com so you can see all the stuff I post on the blog. And laugh, cry, giggle, all of that when you see the reviews and the rants and the games that I have on the blog. Also, look out for me coming to a city near you for a panel. Especially if you're in Chicago or the Minneapolis area, I will be doing a panel at Anime Detour um, on April 5th or 6th. And I'll also be doing a panel in Chicago for the Chicago Anime Midwest, Midwest, that's what it's called, in July. And possibly also um, Anime Central in May in Chicago as well. And I may also possibly be doing another anime convention um, in Texas, but I can't make a say certain on that because they haven't gotten back to me yet. But I will let you know, and without further ado, as always, you as kind, you as sweet, and you as sexy as hell, and don't forget it. Mama loves you, always. ne, itekimasu!